0: (laughs) Um, so my father had had stopped to, to pick up this homeless man and uh it was cold outside and so after he'd given him a ride uh he gave him his coat and i can remember that just vividly as i as i'm standing here uh and i remember seeing and noticing the compassion in my father and i never forgot it but you know jesus shows compassion to people Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. Jesus is not here to condemn you. But one day, he's coming back. One day, there'll be an accounting given, and each one will stand before God. So we need to take God's provision for our forgiveness and eternal life while there's still time. Uh, Jesus shows us compassion through offering salvation. He also shows us compassion... Uh, by being there and meeting the needs of our lives in times of difficulty and hardship. And one of the things that struck me as I was reading this scripture is John's describing the resurrection of Jesus. What an amazing thing. The thing that struck me was the compassion of Jesus for other people. Uh, if it had been me, I, I might have come out and said, you know, look at this, buddy, I, I really did something awesome here. And, you know, I might go over and, and talk to somebody else and, and share about it. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus was focused on other people. Isn't that an amazing thought? Uh, I can't imagine what it must have been like for Mary to turn around and see Jesus and realize it was him when he said Mary. Can you imagine what that must have been like? In one moment, to go from grief to joy. In, In one moment, the disciples, as they're meeting in the room... For fear of the Jews, they've got the door locked. They're wondering, am I next? What's going to happen? And uh, in, in one moment, Jesus appears and he says, peace to you. And they go from grief to joy. They go from brokenness to joy. Thomas, overcome by the, the series of events that have taken place, he's just broken hearted. And they come, they said, Thomas wasn't there with them. They said, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. And and he just can't somehow quite get his mind around that. I'm not willing to to believe that. I'm not willing to trust that because I don't want to go there again. I've experienced this pain. I don't want to go there again. In one moment, Jesus appears and Thomas's doubt and his struggling ends. And in a moment, he is filled with joy and he says, my Lord and my God. Jesus reached out in compassion to them, and he reaches out in compassion to us. I praise God for his goodness, and that's the way we need to respond to Jesus for his compassion. We need to praise him. We need to take our needs to him in prayer and trust him to work in our lives because he does love us. He is compassionate toward us. Uh, The title of my message today is The Greatness of of Jesus' compassion, how does He show us His compassion? There are several ways. The first way is He comes to the grieving. He comes to the grieving. Verse sixteen: Jesus finally, you know, He's He's come up, and uh, Mary's there. She's she's crying at the tomb. She's had a talk about a morning, y'all, yeah, a bad day. She's gone to. Uh, anoint the, the body of Jesus and he's not there and and she's not thinking resurrection, she's thinking they've stolen the body they had tomb raiders in that day, they'd come and they'd get what they could and uh, and, and she's she's just broken hearted where is he? Uh, how can I, where can I find him? and she runs and she tells Peter and John, so somebody's taken his body, can you believe it? as if the, the crucifixion wasn't enough, they've come and they've stolen his body, and so Peter and John run, and apparently she goes up there with them, along with some other ladies, and and uh, when all of them leave, Mary is there at the tomb, and she's just broken hearted. She's just overwhelmed by her grief, and she's sobbing. And we know she's 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 crying with with great uh, great passion because. The Bible says when she turns around to see Jesus, she, she didn't even recognize him. You ever had one of those tears where you start having trouble seeing? That that was where she was. She was so brokenhearted and overwhelmed, and and she sees these two angels in inside the the tomb, uh, and then she turns around and there's there's Jesus, but she thinks it's the gardener. She says, "Well, uh, if you've taken him away, let me know. I'll get his body. I'll take him. I'll go give him a proper burial." But He says, Mary, and just in that moment, it dawns on her. There, at her moment of greatest grief and greatest heartache, because Jesus was the one who had changed her heart and life. The the demons had been cast out, and the the life of sin was left behind, and and now uh, she's clean, and she's new, and she's, she's... and she's just she's just broken hearted. In that moment, Jesus comes to her at her point of need and speaks her name. I remember a few years ago, uh, I, I was talking to a lady who had lost a loved one and and saying, "You know, we've been praying for you at the church." And she said, "I know." She said, "I can I can feel your prayers." You, you see what Jesus had done. Jesus had come to her. In her place of grief and heartache. And he had touched her. Jesus comes to us in our heartache. He comes to us in our grief. Aren't you glad? If you're a child of God, wherever you go, he's with you. The Bible says that I will never leave you or forsake you. So Jesus shows his compassion. And Jesus will come to you when you're grieving. And if you don't know Christ, he wants you to come to know him today. He wants to walk with you through those times of grief and those times of pain and and provide what you need uh, in your spirit, and your soul. Uh, We'll give you an opportunity a little bit to make that decision. So Jesus comes to the grieving. He secondly comes and he reconciles the sinners. He reconciles the sinners. Look at verse 17. Don't cling to me, Jesus told her, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Apparently saying, hey, look, there's time, you know, I've not yet ascended, um, uh, don't cling to me, but go tell my brothers about me, that, that I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. But look at this last, the last couple of phrases, my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Why do you think Jesus said that? Why not just say, I haven't yet ascended to the Father? Why say, my God and your God, my Father and your Father? Why, why mention that? I think Jesus is still in the afterglow of what's been accomplished. He's excited. He's psyched. He's, uh, he's, he's, he says, hey, listen, I want to tell you something. Because of what I've done, he's no longer just my God in that way. He's your God. He's no longer just my Father. He's your Father. Things will never be the same because of what Jesus did on Calvary. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He did that so that you and I could have a relationship with the Father. He reconciles the sinners. I don't deserve to be a child of God. Neither do you. We, We are... Uh, condemned. Outside of Christ we're condemned. We We are guilty before a holy God. But Jesus came and because of what Jesus did, he put one hand up to heaven and one hand down to earth so that God and man could have a relationship. He took away the barrier. He reconciled us to God. If you know Jesus Christ today, you've been reconciled. Romans says this, since we've now been Reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more shall we be saved through his life? You see, if we were God's enemies, we were reconciled him the death of his son. How much more shall we be saved through his life? Jesus has reconciled you, and I'm going to tell you something: you didn't deserve to be reconciled, and neither did I. But because he has reconciled us, our lives will never be the same, and he joins us together in relationship to the Father. I praise God for that. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, Jesus died to pay the penalty for your sin and to to purchase you a place in heaven so that you could be with God, uh, not only relationally here, but later uh, in heaven with him. So Jesus died, and he also rose from the dead so that he could deliver that salvation to you. Uh, You need to receive that salvation. Jesus has paid the price. The gift has been purchased for you. You need to receive the gift of salvation. And God will reconcile you to the Lord, uh, and you will have a relationship with Him. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. In a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Uh, But Jesus reconciles sinners. I praise God for that. I praise God that no matter what you've done, No matter what your background, no matter where you live, it doesn't matter. God's not concerned. Jesus paid the price. Jesus lived that holy, righteous life in my place so that God could acquit me of my sin and give me eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That's what Jesus has done for you. Receive that today. And if you're a child of God, keep those sins confessed so you can walk in the fullness of your relationship with him. So how does Jesus show us his compassion? He comes to the grieving. He reconciles the sinners. Thirdly, He restores the broken. I believe the disciples were broken men. In Jesus' most difficult place, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when He was sweating great sweat drops of blood, they were asleep. In the Garden, when Judas came to betray Him, they all forsook Him. Then Peter Denies him three times. And and now they just don't know what to do with themselves. I mean, they're locked together in this room for fear that the Jews may come for them next. They don't know what the next step is. They don't know what to do. They're at the end of themselves. They're broken men. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you're at the end of yourself? I believe that's where they were. But it all changed in a moment when Jesus came to them and he said, peace to you. That the word is, is a, um, a word that looks back to the old Hebrew greeting, shalom. Peace, well-being, prosperity to you. Um, Jesus says it three times. I find that kind of interesting. Peter denies him three times. Jesus says peace three times. And then he says As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. He restored them to their place of service. He empowered them. He said, listen, I know you don't have the strength, so take the Holy Spirit to empower you for your ministry. You see, in the Old Testament, the Spirit would come upon the servants of God to do the work of God. This was not the same as Pentecost later on in the book of Acts. But this was uh, an infusion of power from Jesus Christ to do their ministry. When you're at the end of yourself, can I tell you, Jesus can restore you in your broken condition. He can send His Holy Spirit to strengthen you and to give you the power that you need to serve Him. He recommissions. He's the God of the second chance. Praise God. He, he, He recommissions you. To serve, I thank God that uh, because of his grace, he doesn't write us off when we fail. Uh, the New Testament records that uh, when Paul and Barnabas were going on their missionary journey, they took John Mark along with them. And sometime into the missionary journey, the Bible really doesn't tell us what the reason was, uh, but John Mark had had all he wanted. And he said, I'm out of here. I, this, this, uh, mission stuff is not for me, uh, this serving God has gotten hard, I'm not enjoying it, it's not. I'm, this is what I signed up for, and he headed to the house. And you know what the Bible says, apparently God did a work in his heart, because uh, a little bit later, Paul and Barnabas had come back from their missionary journey, and they'd stayed there in Antioch for a while, and they're getting ready to go back out, and John Mark says, I want to go with you. Now, it caused a problem between Paul and Barnabas because Barnabas wanted to take him, and Paul said, No, he had his chance. He he bailed on us. We're not taking him. Uh, But Barnabas takes him, and then Paul takes Silas, and they go two separate ways to do their missionary work. But later on, the scripture tells us that Paul, in his letters, writes, uh, And and, uh, send John Mark because he is helpful to me. What's happened? John Mark has been restored. Praise God that God doesn't write us off when we fail. He's the God of the second chance. And so Jesus comes and he restores these broken men and recommissions them for service. You can trust Jesus to help you in your brokenness. Come to him. Say, Lord, I'm I'm at the end of myself. I need something from you. Just give me what I need. Uh, uh, Lord... Empower me for service. I can't do this on my own. Uh, There's one scripture in the New Testament, in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, that Paul says, uh, we, we had despaired even of life. That's where we were. We were so discouraged. We were so at the end of ourselves. We despaired even of life. But God, who raises the dead, came to us at our point of need. Aren't you glad for God's resurrection power to restore the broken? How does Jesus show his compassion to us? He comes to the grieving, he reconciles the sinners, he restores the broken, and finally, he helps the struggling. He helps the struggling. Look at verse 26. After eight days, his disciples were indoors again, and Thomas was with them. Remember, Thomas, I'm not going to believe unless I stick my finger in in the nail prints in in his side. He says, uh, even though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and observe my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Don't be an unbeliever, but a believer. Thomas responded to him my Lord, and my God. He came to Thomas. You know, Thomas has, has gotten a lot of uh, bad press, and and I know he should have believed, and, and so should we. Amen? But there are times in life where we struggle. Have you been there? You, you struggle with doubt. You, you don't understand your circumstance. You don't understand why God is allowing a certain thing in your life and your And you're just wrestling with it. Maybe you don't know quite what to do or how to respond. Thomas, I think, was in a place where he just wasn't sure what to do with where he was. Oh, we saw him. No, I'm not going to believe that. It's been too hard. I've suffered too much. I'm not going to believe that. So Jesus came and brought him exactly what he needed. Have you ever had the Lord do that in your life? You're going through a struggling time. You're going through a difficult time. And maybe you're struggling with, a, with the illness of a loved one. Or you're struggling uh, with, with, a, with a problem in your life. Maybe at work or uh, maybe in your, in your relationships with your family or, or someone else. And, and you just kind of at the end of yourself. And, and Jesus comes and he supplies exactly what you need. I've had that happen in my life, where where God would just... It might be something on a radio program. It might be something a friend says. Or it might be uh, an encouraging circumstance. uh, But but he brings what is needed to help you through the time of struggling. So Thomas is struggling. And you know... (laughs) Jesus comes, and he, he, does, he, does, he lets him know exact, that he knows exactly where he is, right? He says, Thomas, you remember when you said, I know I wasn't here, but I was here. <laughs> you, you remember when you said, I've got to put my finger into the nail print? Well, here they are. You remember when you said, i got to put my hand inside? Well, here it is. Don't be doubting. Believe. He showed Thomas that he understood exactly where he was. And he provided exactly what he needed. (laughs) I don't even think Thomas had to, the Bible doesn't really tell us, but it it doesn't record him sticking his, his finger in the nail prints. I think all it took was Jesus to show up. And he gave him what he needed. And he said, my Lord and my God. Jesus helps us. When we're struggling, John and Erickson Tata uh, was uh, a teenager, and she was she was diving and into this body of water, and she hit her head and broke her neck, and she became a quadriplegic. And uh, she went through a great time of, of difficulty and struggling, and she was angry at God, and and she was just dealing with the circumstances she was facing. Uh, but at some point, through a series of circumstances, God brought her what she needed. And she, she began to, to serve God, and, and she has a ministry now where she's on the radio all over the country. Uh, in, in this place of brokenness and this place of struggling, God lifted her up. Aren't you glad that God does that? The Bible says He, he lifts the needy out of the dunghill and sets them with princes. That's a picture. Can I tell you something? God's in the business of lifting us up. Jesus was lifted up from the grave. And boy, that's the greatest lifting up. I'm going to tell you, because Jesus is the first fruits, you know what the Bible says? We're going to be the rest of the harvest someday. Those of us who put our trust in Jesus. The resurrection isn't just about past history. It's about the future. One day, Jesus is coming back. And he's going to shout the command and the dead in Christ will rise. And then, there'll be no sorrow, crying, or pain forever. I want to tell you something. We serve a risen Savior, and He cares for you. He has compassion for you. How should you respond to that? Praise Him. Praise His Holy Name. When you sing songs of worship about Jesus, think about it and lift it up to Him. Don't just sing it. Lift it up to Him. Uh, When you you go to God, uh, pray about the different concerns and burdens in your life because He cares. Cast your cares upon Him for He cares for you. Um, Trust Him in the middle of your circumstance. You may not understand your circumstance. You may not understand what's going on, but trust Him in the middle of it because He cares. He has compassion upon you. And 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 trust him to provide what you need when you need it, and ask him for that. Then, if you don't know Jesus, uh, my invitation to you is to trust him to save your soul. He cares for you. You know what the Bible says: "For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son." You know, he's not talking about the planet. He's talking about the people of the world. And you are a a person of the world. Am am I not saying that? Listen, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I like that song. Whosoever surely meaneth me. (laughs) That means me. That means you. That means everybody. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus cares for you. He has compassion for you. Jesus died for your sin, and he rose again so that he could give you the gift of eternal life, a home in heaven, a relationship with God. And he is calling to you today to respond to him and to receive the gift of his eternal life. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that in, here in just a moment. We're going to, to have an invitation hymn. And I'm going to just ask you to, sh- to step out of your seat and you come right down here to the front while I'll be standing. And just say, I'm ready to receive it. And uh, I want to lead you in a prayer. Uh, You can pray. I'll tell you what I'm going to say. And then if that's your heart's desire, uh, you can repeat after me. And I'll lead you through that prayer phrase at a time. And you can give your heart to Christ. And you can live here with new life in your soul when you leave this place here today. You can be forgiven for your sin. You can have a relationship with God and a home in heaven as the gift that Christ has purchased for you. Uh, So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a Savior we serve. Thank you that he cares about the the circumstances and needs of our lives. Thank you that he cares for us even when we're lost and we're sinning against him and away from him. Uh, Thank you for the grace of our great Savior and father i pray that this morning as as we're gathered here in this place that uh